Welcome to No Red Pen, the podcast that helps teachers make the most of educational technology in their classroom. I'm Tom Molini. This week, after a long layoff, sorry it's been so long, eight of the best updates to Google in 2021. And I say Google because some of these are Google Workspace, but some are also just Google, not Google Workspace core apps. Let's go. So eight things in 2021 that on January 1st were not features of Google or Google Workspace apps and have come along this calendar year. These are my eight favorites of them. Google Sites, huge change this year, and that was custom themes. So for years, users have wanted to be able to build custom themes in Google Sites. And finally, in 2021, that became a reality. Now, why is this only number eight on my list? Well, there's two experiences with this. If you create a website from scratch and you build your custom theme from scratch, it is fantastic. I love what they've done. On the other hand, if you're like me and you have about 20, 25 digital escape rooms and you've made them, and I don't really make them anymore, maintaining the ones I have right now is plenty, keeps me plenty busy. So to go back and retrofit an already existing site with a custom theme is a little bit of a hassle and you have to find the image you use in Google Drive. And there's so that experience could be a lot better. And that's why it's only number eight on my list. But having said that, it is a welcome addition. I love that now my menus and my navigation can have Lexen fonts because of that. So a very, very nice update. All right, number seven, and this is a core Google Workspace app. It's actually two Google Workspace apps, um, but it is not necessarily an educational one, but I'm gonna throw this one in because it is super useful to anyone using Google Calendar and wanting to put a location in their Google Calendar events. And that's the fact that Google Maps basically integrates into Google Calendar now. What I mean by that is when you look in your Google Calendar, you'll see a little side panel on the right of the screen. And there you'll see Google Keep and Tasks and Contacts. And right below those, there is Google Maps. And you can go in and search Google Maps and find places. And to be able to do that in Google Calendar is so useful. So for anyone who's a Google Calendar user or who is reliant on Google Calendar for their life, as I am, it is very, very useful. Hopefully one day we will travel to more places more regularly like we did back in 2019. Um, But either way, it is a very, very useful tool. Number six. So the sixth, my sixth favorite update is actually a Chromebook update. And what that is, is the ability in the Chrome OS image editor to annotate images. So if you don't know this, when you are on a Chromebook and you open an image in the default editor, there is now an ability to mark and draw on the image in the editor. This is not something we had prior to about April of this year. So your students can just open an image and they don't need an external app or or a website or anything, and they can mark it up and annotate it right there, native in their Chromebooks. Really, really useful feature. Number five. Number five is an update to Google Classroom that is small, that did not get a lot of attention, but is very, very user-friendly for 
teachers. And that's when in any post, whether you're in the classwork tab or using announcements in the stream, when you click the YouTube icon, you get a search. And when you search now, when you click any result in the search, and by the way, the thumbnails look a lot nicer now. You see the title, you see the number of views and the date as far as was this published 10 years ago, was this published two years ago, whatever it may be. When you click on any one of them, you can actually play the video right there in the search results, something you could not do earlier. So if you, and it also shows you the entire description. So if you wanna look through the description, you can do that as well. That is so useful just to know exactly what you're adding, make sure you have the exact right file. It's something you could not do earlier. And as a teacher, when you're working in classroom, it keeps you in the same tab. You don't have to bounce out to another tab to search for YouTube or know you have the right video or preview the video. You can just do it right there in classroom. I love it. It's a very small update, but one that is very, very teacher friendly. So bravo, Google Classroom team. All right, the next one is one that I think did get a lot of attention and is one that I think teachers really, really like. And I can see why Google and Google Workspace promoted it as much as they did. And that would be checklists in both Docs and in Google Sheets. I love that we can now have checklists. Remember in Docs, they if you check off an item, we have strike through test text automatically. In Sheets, you can't do that, but you can put the checks to the right of the text or to the left of the text. So that's a nice little benefit. It's super easy, in Do especially in Docs. It's just the button next to bullets. Now there's that checklist. I like it for hyperlink checklists. So to me, you know, have headings and then have a checklist and hyperlink to each heading in that checklist. And so students, not only can they check it off there, but they can hyperlink right there to, you know, heading number eight or heading number nine, something deeper into the doc. This is great for giving students choice all in the same doc. You know, do five of eight of these activities in the doc and then mark them off as you go. So that is really, really nice. That's my fourth favorite. So we're down to the top three, the top three best updates to Google in 2021. And number three is going to be a little controversial because it is not universally loved. It's something that I love. And that's the fact that this year, Google Expeditions went from being an app to being content in Google Arts and Culture on the web and in the Google Arts and Culture app too. I think when you are in ed tech, when you're an ed tech coach or you just are in ed tech, maybe you're out of the classroom like I am, you start to look at things kind of from an ed techy perspective. And I see a lot of stuff on social media of, you know, I can't use my VR sets anymore. And what I would ask you is, I can't use my VR sets. Is that an instructional standard that teachers have to teach? It's not. Now, as the teacher, you don't need to lead your kids on expeditions. You don't need to get a kit. You don't need to get even iPads like I used to love doing. You can just find it, share it in Google Classroom, and then you can lead your kids through it because, you know, you can just talk to your kids and say, hey, check out this scene, right? Uh, check out this expedition. 
I love that it's web-based. I know that not all the VR expeditions made it. I know the AR ones did not make it over to Google Arts and Culture. So it's not perfect, but at the same time, to have it web-based, to have kids be able to see the text on the screen, to have kids be able to go back to it and refer back to it, chef's kiss, I think it's by and large a huge positive. I know that there are people who disagree with me, but I think when you're introducing something to your teachers, do you want to introduce them to, hey, here's this unwieldy huge kit you can use, or here's a website with content for ready to go that you can just share in Google Classroom like that, right? So number three, it is a very, very good thing that Google Expeditions are now on the web at Google Arts and Culture. Down to the top two, top two. Now the number two is actually in Google Jamboard. So Google Jamboard. This is a Google Workspace core app that for so long was such a source of confusion for teachers. And that's because when they introduced it, it was only a mobile app. It wasn't targeted at, edu at education. And then it became a mobile app and a website, differences between the mobile app and the website. And what happened in 2021 is that it got nary an update. This one update might be the only one I can think of in Jamboard uh, for 2021. Remember, I think at the beginning of the 2021 school year, that's when they did shapes and text on the web. Uh, but 2021 calendar year, very, very little. Now, most teachers and students who use Jamboard are using it on the web. And I would tell you, if your students have Chromebooks, Use Jamboard from the Play Store, the, mo the mobile app. It's so good. You get your auto draw and your assistive drawing. Uh, very, very nice. Having said that, most people, let's be honest, are using Jamboard on the web. One of the issues that I think Workspace, Google Workspace has to address with Jamboard is it doesn't have parity with other Google Workspace apps. It's not one of the options in advanced search in Google Drive. And yes, you can type type colon jam and it will work, but you get my point. Uh, the Google Classroom grading screen, feedback screen, it's not the same as say docs and slides. I'd love to see that changed. But one of those ways it was not equal that's been addressed this year is that on the mobile app, you could use your webcam to add an image. But on the web, even though you can use your webcam in docs and drawings and slides, you could not use your webcam until this year. So in 2021, Google very quietly added webcam to image up, you know, upload in Jamboard on the web at jamboard.google.com. And so now teachers and students can click image and then click camera, and then their webcam comes into play. And you, know, you can add things that you have done on a lab, you can add analog work, say in a math class, you can add anything and you can add it as an image or as a background uh, for a frame. So, but it works for both. To me, that is a huge update. For some reason, not really publicized. Uh, I, I think it's a great update and uh, I'm thrilled that they finally added that feature. So, number one, what is number one? Let me tell you what I think is the very best feature update in all of Google and Google Workspace in the year 2021. And when I talk about this, I talk about how when teachers create for students, so you create a document 
whether it's guided notes, a worksheet, something that students consume or work in, it is important to be explicit. You need to be as clear as possible. Students should look at anything, especially anything that's hyperlinked and say, I know exactly what that links to. Well, guess what? Now there's a feature in Google Docs and it's exclusive to Google Docs called Smart Chips. And when you use a Smart Chip in Google Docs, say if, it, if it's a Smart Chip linking to a Google Doc or drawing or slides or Google Sheets or a YouTube video, then a little icon with the favicon of each appears and it's actually a little gray background. And so you know exactly what the smart chip links to. I love that because I want to be as clear and concise with students as possible and smart chips allow me to do that. It makes the Google Doc a little bit more web content like, right? It's not just text and then, you know, they click and, you know, who knows what it is and if you didn't describe it, then they don't know. I love these smart chips. Now, I'm noticing some confusion out there. Google has said to create a smart chip, you want to type the at symbol. Now, here's the, now this is a blessing and a curse. The blessing is, is that the at symbol now lets you do even more than smart chips. You can add lists, you can add media, you can add headings with the at symbol. But what that means is people will type the at symbol and then they'll type, you know, starting typing the name of the file they want to smart chip and add there. And it's not great, you know, if there's a space between the words, you know, collaborators come up, calendar events come up, and it's just, hey, I want to link these slides, right? Let me tell you what you should do instead, is you should copy and paste the Google Drive sharing URL of any doc, drawing, slides, sheets, paste it in there. Once it's hyperlinked, docs itself will prompt you to, if you, you know, say, do you want to make this a chip? or a link, and a link just actually is the title and it hyperlinks, but click chip and there you have it. It's also the only way to, to smart chip a YouTube video is, is just hyperlink the YouTube URL and you get that smart chip. I know this is small, but again, being clear and concise with our kids and having them know exactly what it is you are hyperlinking is so wonderful. Those are my top eight Google updates for 2021. What did I miss? What do you agree with me? What do you disagree with me about? I'll link to all of these at tommelaney.com slash podcast. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Tom E. Mulaney with two L's and we can debate these. If you want to bring me to your school, probably virtually, hashtag Armacon, however you pronounce it, uh, go to tomalini.com slash consulting. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm thinking next week I'm going to have an episode about my wishes for the future of Google Workspace. Um, hopefully get that to you next week. Have a great week and stay safe.